At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. I wish I could convey to you, I, I hope I'm, I'm capable of conveying to you what's in my spirit concerning these two kingdoms. Uh, you understand that, you know, we set this up two weeks ago and, uh, uh, you know, God, God was, I mean, was, God is supposed to be uh, our king, right? If you believe that, say amen. amen. And the, ch- the children of Israel weren't happy with that situation. And Danny, they wanted a king. So they said, make us a king, give us a king, so we can be like all other nations. Hear me. God does not want his people to be like all other nations. Now, obviously, we, we can relate this from a physical standpoint, but I want you to see it more so from a spiritual standpoint. He said, come out and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Right? But there's some, give us a king so we can be like everybody else, so we can be like all of the nations. And what happened was when Israel said, give us a king, they, 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 they lost their exceptionalism. Amen. Because God wanted his people to be exceptional, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. Amen. But they, they didn't want to be under the priesthood of Samuel, so they said, give us a king. And, and what happens is when you cry out for a king, and all of a sudden you make that thing your king, oh, y'all got to hear this. It's the kingdom of self. It's the kingdom of personal agendas. And Jason, what's happened is, that's where we are. And somebody asked me, what did you see when you sat on the streets of, of, of Washington, D.C.? We sat downtown and we're eating lunch there in a field on a park bench and, you know, purchased our lunch from the vendors there on the street. Awesome experience. But you see people and people are so caught up in the kingdom of self. And, 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 and this series, I'm, I'm talking about the tale of two kingdoms. Either we're operating in the kingdom of self, the kingdom of Saul, or we're operating under the kingdom of David, which says God is our God and we're going to worship God and we're going to go with him regardless of what happens in the world. Come on, somebody. God help me to convey this to your people. All right. I don't even know where to read. 1 Samuel 15, let's just read a couple of verses and see what happens. I, I, I don't want to give you a message. I don't, I, I don't want to give you a sermon. God, I don't, I don't want to deliver a sermon. I want to deliver what's in my spirit. See, the problem was, Randy, they were no longer satisfied with God in a tent they wanted a king in a palace. Yeah. 
Now, I don't preach poverty. I don't preach that. David, it's not God's will for us to live in poverty. Come on, somebody should shout amen. But the thing is, we're better off with God in a tent than a king in a palace. And if you realize that you're, that you're going to want God, if you come to the place where you want God, even though you're in a tent, God's going to promote you to a palace. You got to understand that, that Saul, they said, give us a king. And Saul was the sixth anointing. There was 12 anointings in the Old Testament, 12, 12 anointings in the word of God. Saul was the sixth person anointed. And Samuel poured the horn of oil over Saul. God, but you, you got to understand, God, help, help me to get this out to your people. God, God, God was still always in control. God's in control right now. Ernie, I'm with you, man. But God's in control right now. I'm telling you, God's in control right now. Don't look at, don't look at the world system. Don't look at government. Because when we create our own kings, we expect government, government to be our authority. And we follow the authority of government rather than the authority of God. And we get sidetracked because we're not walking according to the kingdom of God. Oh, come on. You got to get that. Government's not our answer. Government's not our answer until the church wakes up and, and says we're going to be the church and whoever, whoever ends up in the White House, guess what? God sets up kings, God brings down kings. God could have put David in when he put Saul in, but the people weren't, weren't ready for a David. But in the meantime, Robert, when, 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 when God put Saul in, guess what? David was being prepared. Oh, come on, I'm just going to give you the whole punch right here, right now. Here's the deal. We may be living under the kingdom of Saul, but God has has some Davids that he's getting ready for an outpouring and he's going to reveal his kingdom because when self gets to the end of itself, it's going to take God to get us where we need to be. Oh, you got to get this. I want you to get this. Help us to get it, Lord. David was out there already killing bears and lions and the people were rejoicing over a king that was in stature above everyone else. That's why the scriptures, oh man. God, man looks on the outward appearance. That's where the scripture comes from. But God looks on the heart. Are y'all with me? If you're with me, say amen. Say amen. They wanted a God they could see. Amen? They wanted a God like them. That's humanism. We've come full circle. But don't be discouraged. God had a plan here. God has a plan now. Why would God deliver them and not deliver us? Have I not told you that God floated Noah and his family in a boat on top of the judgment on the world? 
if we're in the kingdom of God, Francis, we're going to operate according to the, and, and whatever happens in the world. And we can see these things and they're going by us at a fast pace. But guess what? God don't change. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it, his, his promises are yes and amen, Judy. And what he said he's going to do, come on, somebody needs to get excited about what God's going to do. Because he'll provide a table in the wilderness. I said, he'll, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? You better believe he can. He can shine down out of heaven upon his people right in the midst of a wilderness. How did they get in this place? The high priest, Eli, the church, oh, come on now. Stop placing, you know, you know, and we're going to talk about, during the course of this series, we're going to talk about the contrasts between the kingdom of Saul and the kingdom of David. How the two contrasts. The reason they got in this place is because the priest refused to rebuke his sons Oh, help me, Jesus. Eli refused to rebuke Hophni and Phinehas, but they were stealing money from the treasury, and they were using the women, come on, for sexual gratification and adultery. That's, in, that's the word. Come on, that's the word. Come on, we got to preach the word. Are we all right in the word? Amen. You know what it says? What it says is they, they refused to call sin, sin, and, and they wanted to be like everybody else, but God says, no, I don't want you to be like everybody else. And we got, we got to understand, thank God for grace. Amen? Thank God for grace. But sin is still sin. That's what got them in that place. So, it, you know, we, we, you know the, the, the spirit of Saul wants to place blame. Oh, help me, Lord. I got so much I want to get out to you. You know, how many, how many heard the scripture? I'm not read the scripture, but 1 Samuel 15. For the sake of time, we won't read it. Go home. Read it. Homework. 1 Samuel 15. Y'all know the scripture, right? God told Saul to utterly destroy everything. Don't keep anything. But he spares Agag and a bunch of the sheep. And he sacrificed. Oh, do y'all love your pastor? He sacrifices, Pastor David, some of the, some of the sheep, but he keeps the best ones. That kind of spirit gets the church out of the direction that God wants to take the church into. Wanna right. yeah. mention it the other day, we're on vacation. You know, how many knows when you eat a meal and you're it comes time for the the check to come and you're trying to decide how much tip you're gonna give the waitress or the waiter. 
And I think she said, well, Doris, you maybe you mentioned it once too. But, you know, I'll tell you what, it's tough feeding two grown boys. Come on, can I get an amen? <laughs> you know, Jacob eats enough for two. But I love him. I love to watch him eat. I'll buy it. I got the money out. Come on, eat it, man. No. And she said, you know, it's a shame that we give the waitress 15% and we only give God 10. And some of us don't give God the 10. Oh, it's good preaching, ain't it? This is what gets us. It's that, spirit, that mindset. It's all about personal agendas and what we want. That's the kingdom of Saul. That's, are y'all with me? Are you with your pastor? Are y'all receiving this? We got we to gotta walk in. The, uh, there's so much I want to tell you, and I just want to jump into all of it. Uh, we got to walk according to the kingdom of David, not the kingdom of Saul. Now, what you say, well, I thought we're supposed to walk to the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm going I'm to go ahead and give you one. It's supposed to be like three weeks down the road. But here we go. Here it comes. You see, that Jesus, you know, the, the, God never wanted the people to have an earthly king. It wasn't about an earthly kingdom. It was about a spiritual kingdom. Even when Jesus came, they were looking for an earthly king. But Jesus, he said, you know, my kingdom's not of this world. The kingdom of God is within you. And see, he was to sit up on the throne of David. But, but, but you understand that, that when we walk according to the kingdom of David, what, does, what happens is, I want you to get this, what happens is we are preparing a throne for him to sit up on because he becomes... He becomes the central purpose. He becomes the object of our worship. He becomes the object of, of what we are doing as Christians. Amen. Don't, don't feel like you're worshiping God just because you get up an hour on Sunday morning. Amen. Are you worshiping God in your car? Are you worshiping God in your home? Are you living your life in a way that gives worship and honor unto him? That's when we are flowing with, the, you know what? Because when in, Saul's, in Saul's reign, they lost the Ark of the Covenant, but in David's, yeah. they got it back. But not only that, he brought it out for everybody to see for 24 7 worship. Is anybody with me in this room? That's the contrast. Saul was in disobedience. David was in obedience. All right, I'm a, here, here we go. Here we go. I got to slow down here. Somebody help me. Where we at? Come up here, Daniel. So how did they get to this place? What drove Israel? When the church stops being the church, men turn to government. And you know what? That's secular and it's humanistic. Can I slow down and just teach you just for a second? They defile the women of the congregation through their unbridled lust. Help us, Lord. This unchecked sin created disillusion among the people, so they turned to government. I'm trying to show you we're full circle. What I, tell you, what I tell you two weeks ago, Samuel told them, they said, if you put in Saul, if you make Saul king, he will take, 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 take. Six times he said take. Number of man. The purpose of the taking was to redistribute the wealth. Amen. 
I'm not being political. I'm preaching you the truth. Do y'all understand that? Do you see where we are? But what did I tell you? God has some Davids in the field. Do we have about five more minutes? What drove Israel and what drives a nation to a socialistic redistributive monarchy is man in the place of God. And it's, 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 it's become that even in our churches. It's not, you know, let it be known that this is not the Odie Carroll ministry. This is our father's house. I said it. Even in the church, it's become about a man rather than God. What can man do for us? And it's the touch of man and not the touch of God. If you put your faith and confidence in a man, I'm going to promise you, you will always be disappointed. Israel put their confidence in a man named Saul and God never intended them to do that because God already had a plan and he already had a king for them. Are y'all hearing me? He had one he wanted to anoint, but they said, give us this, okay? Be careful what you ask for because God will give you something, but he's still in control and he's giving you something to get you to where he wants you to be. Oh, are y'all hearing this? He's just getting America where he wants America to be. And you know where he wants America to be? It's on their knees in repentance. Come on, I'm gonna say Say it. Here's what I'm going to say. You got, you got to get this. So much. Listen to me. David was not perfect morally. I'm about to blow up. God's not looking for somebody that's perfect morally. This word is written by murderers and adulterers. Liars. Deceivers, are you with me? David was not any better than Saul morally because David committed adultery, had a man killed, had the woman's husband killed, right? Most preachers wouldn't let David in their pulpit today if it happened today. But you know what was different about David? David knew how to repent. He knew how to repent. When Saul disobeyed God, when Saul rebelled, there's so much there's contrast in there I want to teach you. But when Saul disobeyed, when he rebelled against God and they brought the Samuel the prophet came in, he wouldn't repent. But David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So what are you saying, pastor? What I'm saying is this, God can use you if you're walking in humility and you have a repentant heart. It ain't, it ain't, if you're waiting to be perfect, God's never gonna use you. But if you're repentant and you're walking in humility, God will use you. That's the kind of people that's walking according to the kingdom of David. Are you with me in this room? Look here, I gotta show you something. See, see Saul wouldn't repent when, when Samuel came and said, What's going on here? And, and, and Saul says, well, we, here we, did, we did just what God told us to do. And he says, well, how come I'm hearing these sheep? Yeah. You know what he looked at him? He said, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We've got witches in the church 
today. All right, I'll just go ahead and say it. We got witches in the pulpit. Why? Because they're rebelling against God. God's telling them what to do and they're doing something else and they're not walking in humility. I'm about to throw this mic off that back wall. Come on, is anybody in this room, are you receiving the word of the Lord this morning? We got to start walking according to the kingdom of David and stop being self-centered, personal agenda, uh, self-loving Christians who want to be like the people that wanted a king named Saul. Because when we walk according, and we have that repentant heart. Okay, I'm going to close with this. Where are you at? You here? Play. <laughs> look here. Look here. I'm going to leave you on this. I could preach another hour. I'm going to leave you on this. Because I'm excited about getting those two underwater. <laughs> We're going to make sure it It sticks. We got Ernie down there, didn't we? You're right. Ernie ran out in that water and he looked at me and Justin. He said, if you guys don't come on, I'm going to baptize myself. We really do. But here's the deal. Give me just a, honestly, give me a couple more minutes and I'm going to bring this to a close. It was a failure of the church. It was a failure of the clergy. It was a failure for the priest of the priest to call sin, sin, Mitchell. We cannot fall into the same trap. Amen. Thank God for grace. If we weren't for grace, we'd all be in big trouble, right? You all with me? But we can't, we can't stop being the church because if we do stop being the church, we're like tossed out salt. And what happens is we become a ritual with no relevance. We're ritualistic. We know how to do church, but we have no relevance. We got to be the church out there. We got to walk in the kingdom out there. Kingdom don't stop when you leave here. Somebody say amen. You know, if, 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 if that happens, we can't help heal people's needs. People have needs, right? Emotional, hurting. Come on, somebody say amen. And then really what, what ultimately happens is we, have, we end up having a form of godliness, but we have no power. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to try to challenge you to do is don't look to, don't look to your pastor or your leaders or your evangelist or whoever. You know, if you don't have a personal relationship with God yourself, you're not going to walk in the kingdom. And don't seek position, but seek his presence. Because if you seek, see, that's the spirit of Saul. If you seek, if, and I'm closing, I promise. But if you seek position rather than his presence, guess what? You'll get positions, but you'll lose his presence, and then you'll lose position too. But if you seek his presence, he will, he will elevate you to where he wants in his kingdom and he'll give you that position and you'll keep it. And we gotta be people of character. I've got so much to say, man. 
We've got to be people of character. Because if we're not people of character, our gift, how many of us there's, there's people, how many of you ever seen people that, that you know they lie and do everything else, but it seems like when they get up and sing, they're anointed? Ernie, come on, somebody hit me. I don't know ever seen that. I used to have a good friend of mine, and he'd lie and do everything else, but man, when he got in the pulpit, the anointing, or the piano, the anointing would fall on him, and he'd start to sing, and wow, people were just. I'm like, how is that happening? Come on. God anoints people. And he's trying to develop in them character. Here, oh, don't miss what I'm getting ready to tell you. If you don't have character, your gift will take you places, but your character won't, won't sustain you. That's what happened with Saul. His gift took him to the kingship, but his character, it wasn't about his morals, it was about his character. Y'all with me? I'm trying to finish. Somebody say, thank the Lord. But what happens is when we, when we operate in this kingdom of Saul, we end up with a form of godliness, but no power thereof. And here's what happens. We have no courage to encounter, and I'm done. We have no courage to encounter the culture much less transform it. Right? Let the preachers do it. Let somebody else do it. And we'll just show up for church and receive our blessing. It's got to start with you. It's got to start in your home. Are we walking self-centered under the kingdom of Saul or are we walking according to the kingdom of David? Are y'all are understand what I'm telling you? Are you receiving it? I hope so. We got more to, we got more to do, but... But we'll get there, I promise. All right, let's stand. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.